you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. As everybody's hopping on live, we ask you to use your Facebook chat to put in a comment as you see fit. And we will try to get it in sometime during our three count. We have Simon Street with us. And we have Matt Michaels with us as well. We don't have Sin City this week, but we should have him back next week. So we'll be... uh, Hopefully starting off with an entire full crew. It's good to see Simon Street back with us again to take his uh, beat down from Matt Michaels. So <laughs> I, would, I, I would never call it a beat down. Beat down is when you just bend over and spell run out loud. I don't do none of that. <laughs> All right, guys, let's just get right into our three count. This is where we choose three topics that popped up online and we thought it would be interesting to discuss. The first one comes from EssentiallySports.com. It's titled, The Rock has something interest, some interesting names in his Mount Rushmore of WWE. And it says that... Oh, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I got this volume. There we go. I thought the volume was completely off, but it wasn't, so... Didn't want all that to come through. My bad. All right, let's get to it. back to it. The Rock didn't put himself directly in Mount Rushmore, but creatively adjusted his name alongside legendary wrestling personality Dusty Rhodes. Ideally, Mount Rushmore should have four names on it. However, The Rock's version had eight names on it. The former champ took to his Twitter and named three superstars on his version of Mount Rushmore. Hulk Hogan? Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ric Flair. However, the fourth person, there was a three-way tie. For the three-way tie, The Rock chose The Undertaker, Pat Patterson, and Jackie Fargo and left the fourth place for the WWE Universe to decide. All right. Matt Michaels, you uh, thought this was an interesting article. I I would say... um, Hogan maybe would have been on mines, but uh, I don't know. You know, at some point, I don't think I would continue, you know. And I tell you, it's very tough for me because you got to go, do you include someone's wrestling career? Do you include that with their personal life? Yeah, but you can't. So the hardest thing is that, if that tape never comes out, you never know that. Correct. That is true. Um, for instance, Chris Benoit never kills his fucking family. Then he's a great guy still in everyone's eyes. Right. But what do you do with that information once you have it? Do, does it stay the same? 
Well, if Hulk Hogan wasn't someone who uh, transcended the popularity of wrestling mm-hmm. to what it became, um, then you're not talking about it. Okay. So uh, it, it, it becomes a very hard thing to, to look at. But at the same time, you know, you said that, but why wouldn't you take Ric Flair off of? I didn't the say. Mountain? I didn't say I wouldn't. I just started off with Hogan. No, I'm just I'm <laughs> saying what, though. What you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. You know, because of what what Flair has been accused of doing. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, was accused when they were going through the divorce of Deborah of hitting Deborah. You know, so. <laughs> So the it's bottom, not like so yeah so just in other words really just don't you know just include the wrestling career and not the things outside of it and I I could get that it just seems and I mean I not see Simon Street you're going well of course but I'm just saying it's very it could just be very tough once you have knowledge of information how to sometimes separate it but I get what you're saying you know well we won't we won't tell you the things we know about Jay Lethal then <laughs> stop it. First off, I I know the stuff on Jay Lethal. Go, can you, can, you. tell us about the story, man? Why you chose this one? <laughs> um, well, no, it's because it's a, a fun little thing that you can uh, talk about uh, at any point and always have different opinions and different answers. Um, now, what's what's interesting is that in this list, he included. Uh, you know, the possibility of Undertaker, Pat Patterson, or Jackie Fargo. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys probably have no idea who Jackie Fargo is. I don't. You beat the crap out of Jerry the King Lawler, or Jerry yeah. Lawler, long time ago. Yeah, I'm well, sorry, I don't know. But but not only beat the crap out of uh, Jackie Fargo, was the person who was behind Memphis Wrestling. So... If it wasn't for him, Jerry Lawler doesn't exist as a wrestler. Um, So, and uh, I believe too that Jackie Fargo uh, also did help out Rocky Johnson to a certain factor uh, in his, you know, in his time and career. But, but he was a very innovative guy, which brings up an interesting question. When we always talk about these Mount Rushmores, we always think of guys like Hogan and Flair, right? But one of the things we don't really think about is guys like Jackie Fargo or Pat Patterson or Vince McMahon um, or, uh, you know, guys who were influential um, in a different way. Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert is probably one of the most innovative guys who was ever in the business because he came up with a lot of uh, these ideas that, you know, years on people are still using for, uh, for matches. Um, but it's a type of different Mount Rushmore then. And it's fascinating that you can come up with this argument. Now I knew Steve wouldn't be here. So I emailed Steve and I said, Steve, who's your Mount Rushmore? And Steve said, it's Kenny Omega, the young bucks and Tony Khan. And then I'm like, Steve, are you sure that's? And he's like, you know what? Maybe I'll take the young books off and uh, I'll put Don Callis. I'll put Don Callis 
and uh, Fujimoto motorcycle Mike. Oh Jesus, <laughs> something like that. I, uh, Simon Street. Let me go over to you. He is gonna be pissed as all hell, man. <laughs> his, his head is gonna pop when he get on next Sunday. That's gonna be amazing. I, I'm sorry, I misrepresent. I'm sorry, I misrepresent. It's Kenny Omega, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, and Tony Khan. I'm very sorry, Steve. Simon Street. When you look at what. Dwayne Johnson put down for his Mountain Rushmore. Uh, what, what's your take on it, man? You you think he's got a pretty good list? And how would that be any different from yours? Um, I would say two names on there uh, would definitely be on mine. Uh, well, actually, I'd say three. Uh, even though I know me and you don't share the same 100% on uh, Hulk Hogan, I don't have 100% disdain in him as you may do. But Hogan would be on my uh, uh, Round Rushmore. Um, I definitely put a solid Undertaker on mine uh, and Ric Flair. But I also want to quickly say that I like how The Rock led it to where the universe should decide who their fourth one is. You know what I mean? Uh, I, and I think, Matt, as I was hearing what you were saying, you're kind of alluding it to it, too, is you can look at it so many different perspectives. You know, if you want to include the person mixed in with the wrestling ability or whether it's uh, the impact that they had that transcended and, and made it to where to this day, it's still something that's often used. Um, when I think of those names, those three names confidently, I can think of almost every person that's got into the industry today uh, is looking to make as big of an impact to some degree as uh, Hulk Hogan did, you know, commercially wise. You know, I mean, Hulk Hogan, without Hulk Hogan making the big splash he did in the 80s, I'm going to be honest with you. We wouldn't have gotten uh, the opportunity with WWE to, you know, have on uh, Cindy Lauper or have on uh, Mr. T because, you know, Hoboken was part of that. Wow. You know, this guy's saying, say your prayers, eat your vitamins. You know what I mean? Regardless of who he is in real life. Uh, Rick- as long as you're not a black man, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't eat meds. They just take uh, vaccinations and shit without authorization. We won't get to that shit. Uh, but. Outside of that, Ric Flair. Ric Flair was somebody that was way ahead of his time. There are people today trying to get in the business to even come close to having, and it's in his name, the flair that he had. Do you see what I'm saying? Rock is one of them. He loves uh, uh, the Nature Boy. And then The Undertaker, who I think, uh, obviously with, with the help of Vince McMahon, put together this idea. If I were to be in uh, 20 years younger, and want to get into the industry, and I want to know how can I stay kayfabe 100% of the time, that would be who I would study. I would want to know journals. How do you do it? Because he was able to keep it from start to finish. At least to my knowledge, I didn't know until now how Undertaker or or how he put in in that whole character without breaking it, not once. Um, And then the fourth, who knows? Because I think that for everybody, it's going to be different. I think who you pick Impact, Matt, if Steve was here, and I think that's what makes the Mount Rushmore con- uh, conversation so special and so much fun. Awesome, man. All right. And he said, and he said that all wearing a Stone Cold shirt, not once to be mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, here's, here's, here's my thing with Austin, though. Austin would be, like The Rock said, how he had three people. Stone Cold would be that third person I might want to put on the fourth because he's done a lot, too. But I can't immediately just say... Right there, you know, Stone Cold. But he would definitely be my possible on the deck for the fourth person. Wow, he didn't put the rock on. Unbelievable, man. (laughs) 
Unbelievable. You just who says who says that he's not on that same list of the, of the three? Like I would do it just like how The Rock did because it's because think about it. If you only had four spots, now mind you, he said eight, right? But I think he only was limited to four. But he had that tell on of three people, right? That's how I would do it too. Oh yeah, ain't enough room. Uh, ain't enough room. The Mount Rushmore discussion is basically a bullshit loaded question every time because. Mount Rushmore only is limited to four people because of the fact that that was the space you had for the mountain. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> no other, no other reasoning. Yeah. Yeah. And, and let's face it. I mean, the question becomes, well, does Teddy Roosevelt belong on that mountain? Right. <laughs> so I mean, we could argue the Mount Rushmore against Mount Rushmore. So they only had four spots because they ran out of dynamite. They miscounted the dynamite that was required. There's supposed to be five people. That, I'm joking. That, that totally is not true. Is, I was just joking. Now, there, there, there is something of um, the way things were laid out for that. Um, but the, the, the problem... The problem is, just like this uh, with wrestlers, is when you're the one person who is the artist commissioned to do that, then, you know, you're going to put up what you feel is the representation. So, so DJ, we know yours is Jay lethal and Jonathan Grisham and, uh, and, 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 uh, and Josh Alexander. (laughs) And then I believe it's Deanna Peraza. <laughs> I don't disagree with Deanna Peraza. I don't disagree with that. That's awesome. It wouldn't be none of those names, but that's that's great to hear that. That's funny. Oh, man. All right. Well, anyway, let's go to our second count. It's from WrestlingNews.co. Title, AEW star says, All Elite Wrestling will never hire top dollar it goes like this top dollar reportedly rubbed some people the wrong way while he was in nxt and the same thing was said to be happening on the main roster and while he was still there he may have rubbed some people in aew the wrong way as well many of you remember the social media exchanges between top dollar and the young bucks and max caster at the time top dollar was being talked about as being the star of Hit Row, and Vince McMahon wanted to push him as a single star. Weeks later, B-Fab was released, and the rest of the group was released in the next wave of cuts. During a recent live stream, Sammy Guevara was asked when Top Dollar was coming to AEW, and he quickly answered, quote, never, end quote. Now, for what it's worth, Guevara Seem to be in a joking mood on the stream, so his word may not be definitive, but he is friends with the people in the company who would have the final decision. We've heard that there are independent promoters that are interested in booking Top Dollar on their shows, but so far we've heard nothing about AEW or Impact Wrestling. That could change once his non-compete expires. All right, Simon Street, what do you think about this? The idea that he may never be a part of AEW. First and foremost, never say never. Because uh, if at some point, let's say, was it February? I think it's what, February 19th, when a lot of those people at the group that he got released with 
those group of people, their no compete uh, clause will be up and they can work somewhere else. So never say never. But I will say that um, there's a lesson to be learned. And there's uh, I, I went further and kind of dug up a little bit. And there was uh, Wrestling Inc. did have a uh, uh, an interview uh, or a report on top dollars responses to the backstage heat because this is what a lot of this stems from. And even though Sammy didn't go into it on the stream with the report that I gave you, um, a lot of it stems from him having heat with other people. That was the report. Even we talked about it uh, some weeks past. Um, top dollar, uh, AJ Francis actually responds back saying that he just stood up for himself. He said when, when, when uh, BFAB was released, he had went and talked to management and said that, you know, he felt like they may have made a mistake. Now, we did talk about it on a previous show. Listen in if you wanted to know. I ain't going to go into detail. It's just something you just don't do, especially when you're new and you're given an opportunity. You kind of just shut the hell up and kind of just be happy you're there. Uh, if he, when February 19th or whatever comes up, could he be at AEW? I think he could be at AEW. But the biggest thing is he's going to have to really present himself in a way to be coachable to be open and to not make the same mistake, because I don't think that that would fly even in the AEW landscape. Uh, you got a lot to prove. You still new guy on the block. You got potential, but that don't mean you can just walk in and, and say that, uh, you know, the front office made the wrong decision. That ain't, that ain't your job position. Your job position is to get your ass in that ring and wrestle. Do you see what I'm saying? And try and make a name for yourself. You ain't on that level like that. You ain't on level like a rock uh, to be able to persuade some things or talk to some things. You know what I mean? So I think he has a lot of maturing and growing up to do. Uh, but I thought it was interesting because that was the conversation for not just top dollar, but a lot of other people who were in that first little list of people that got uh, let go from WWE. Who's going to AEW? Like, that's the only place. Uh, I think a good move for him would be to go to Impact Wrestling. Just going to be completely honest with you. I think at Impact Wrestling, if he can keep his P's and Q's on point, I think that he could build a name for himself in an Impact Wrestling. Uh, I would have said ROH, but ROH ain't going to be a location. Um, and hopefully maybe never will not be never for AEW. Matt Michaels, Top Dollar says some things about the Young Bucks and Max Caster. And apparently, uh, you know, I don't think you're supposed to say anything to those executives either. <laughs> well, I guess um, Max Caster is an executive yet, but we do know the Young Bucks are. What do you think your chances of seeing top dollar over at AEW? Is, or is, is it true that we may not see him there at all? No. Who the fuck knows at this point, right? Because of the fact that – um. If you look at it, I think, honestly, um, you might see an easier, uh, like, swerve in, uh, in Adonis State. They have, a, um, I think, a better chance of being brought into that mix. Um, top dollar, you're, you're, you're taking a chance. Um and you're taking a chance that if you bring them in that, um, you know, one of those guys aren't going to take a legitimate swing at him and stuff like that. But 
quite honestly, it's it's business. If if Tony Khan wants that guy there, he'll, he'll pursue him. But you know what's a, what's really funny? Still haven't seen Bray Wyatt. Still haven't seen Braun Strowman. So there's other names bigger than fucking top dollar than uh, you know that still haven't signed with a a place. Right. So maybe maybe we don't you know maybe we don't see him necessarily sign with AEW. Um, you know maybe he does independent stuff, get some you know decent money booking wise there. Um, but you were the one last week who was very, um, you know, or two weeks ago when you were really just, you know, so uh, can't believe the idea that, oh, if he did something backstage that why would they fire him? And now we're talking about a company who potentially might not even bring him in because of what he did backstage in another company. I have no idea what he did backstage. You know, I'm, I'm it's a, a he said it in a tweet. He, he, he said it in a tweet uh, on the other one that I mentioned. He basically said in a tweet that uh, it wasn't that I rubbed people the wrong way as I stood up for myself. And he recanted that, you know, when B-Fab got let go, he went up to the front office, which he admitted to. And he's he felt he said that he felt that management made the wrong decision and that rubbed them the wrong way. Well, that's not so, that's not backstage heat going to management. That's just going to management about an issue or concern that you wanted to express. That's totally, you know, I'm thinking backstage heat, you know, he's back there with other talent, you know, causing shit that don't need to be happening. So he was clearing a lot of that up anyways. I don't think honestly, and and I'm sorry, Matt, to cut you off, but like what Matt always says, a lot of times the story probably was management didn't like it. He probably was very vocal and probably not the best way he should have maybe. And, all of a sudden, the smarks in the wrestling community took this out. We had some backstage heat. I'm going to be honest with you, because that makes more sense, and that's more something to talk about versus you just were dumb and made a mistake, and you wouldn't talk to management when you weren't supposed to. Know your role. Yeah, but here's one thing that I, we never brought up, which is very interesting. It wasn't just him who got released. Yeah, all of them. All of them. Yeah. So... If he, if he's saying, which I saw the same thing from that tweet that he's saying, oh, you know, this got, you know, uh, the reason I got in trouble is because I went to management saying that I was not happy. You guys were stupid for firing her. Okay, that's great. Then why did your other two guys get fired? Did you just cost them their jobs? Because if you did, that's pretty fucking, you know, I wouldn't be happy if I were those two guys. Let me ask you this question, because one thing that's interesting is they did talk about in a couple of articles that the strong possibility is that Vince did actually want to have him do a singles thing, wanted to try and create something for a singles career. Maybe that already part of the plan was, unfortunately, Swerve and Adonis were already going to be on their way out and BFAB was already going to be on their way out. I mean, we won't know, but that could have been a thing. And so he probably was feeling some kind of way and blew his own opportunity now, I think that everything kind of because they released all three of them together. And you released BFAB two weeks before. Sure. So if you were planning that, you would have, those guys would have been gone earlier then. Um, no, I think that there was legitimate backstage heat between, you know, certain members of the, um, 
of the booking staff or the agenting crew. Um, and apparently they got, they had heat not only in NXT, but in SmackDown in the short time they were on SmackDown. So it's something that we won't know because no one is going to tell the, the truth about it. Everyone's going to always have their perspective on what happened. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's 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 interesting. Yeah, for somebody who is pretty much new to the business, sounds just sounds awkward to think that they're coming in there causing heat, causing shit. Like I, I couldn't imagine someone. Of course, I'm I'm sure you will have people that's like that, but that 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 doesn't even sound like something smart to have people like that all the time. Impact they they got to be just wrestling, just in general. People get hired from a job, come in, and they either a think they know everything, or b they want to go in and change everything and not communicate with nobody, or they just feel like they entitled. And so when you do that, remember there's a 90 day review for a reason. You see what I'm saying? And even though he was in NXT for a while, he he could say maybe there was a 90 day from the time you got to SmackDown. You're supposed to be under the radar and follow directions. So you can stay on in those times of when they go cut people. Well, and you also got to think one thing that um, we didn't bring up at all with him is the fact that he hosted the, uh, the show where they were going around looking for the items, the lost items, the lost treasures, I think was the name of the show. Um, that was pretty, you know, pretty good and got a lot of good feedback uh and reviews um you know and that was in conjunction with uh uh i think it was a and e or biography or whatever the hell yeah a and e i guess it must have been so um you know who knows but i don't think tony khan's closing the door because he fucking said some stuff over twitter in a obvious publicity grab. Yeah, if anything, two. Tony Khan was signed on because he, he he did say something like that. Well, Tony <laughs> Khan was signed on because he wanted to hang with him, man. That's his, you know, hey, I want to I want to hang with a new wrestler. Hey, man, who's, I who's the flavor? And let it snow. Let it snow. Let it snow. You know, I think I want to uh, I think I want to add you with the other guy and Max Caster, and we're going to become a different type of role. Ah, no role. There you go. Powder row. Shit row. Powder row. <laughs> shit row. They put him they'll put him with the uh they'll put him with uh Adam Page and they'll be uh cowboy shit row. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Listen, I, I swear if you if you do hear that he got signed from AW, that's exactly where they're gonna go. He's gonna be he's gonna be teamed up with Max Caster. I can just see it now. It's gonna and they're gonna call themselves something else and they're gonna do the same shit, you know. So uh, they'll put him they'll put him with Leo Rush and then he'll leave Leo Rush to join Team Taz <laughs> with no explanation. All right, nah. uh, our third count is from WrestlingNews.co titled Two WWE Stars." may be leaving the company this week. It says two of the top WWE NXT stars may be done with the company this week. Johnny Gargano's last night is tonight, which actually, when you're listening to this, is Tuesday, but it was pretty much during war games on Sunday night. And as of this writing, he has not signed a new contract, and WWE wants to keep him. 
Gargano original deal was up a week ago, but he signed a short-term extension to finish up his storyline through tonight's show. Tomasa Ciampa paid tribute to Gargano in a post on Instagram. Since Sunday night could be the last time they share the ring together. Cal O'Reilly is another name that WWE wants to keep, but he has not signed a new deal. One would assume that AEW is a potential destination for both men. On a related note, Kevin Owens has not signed a new deal, and his contract is up at January. All right. Now, Matt Michaels, you uh, you read one of the things that uh, the comments that the you know some writer or fan said at one of the sites. I'm just going to read a comment here that one of the guys who read this story said. He says, um, O'Reilly, Gargano, Owens would make a nice addition to the Cole and Bucks in a further edition of the Bullet Club or Elite or whatever they are called. Adam Cole got the short end of the stick, debuting the same night as Daniel Bryan. QJR's voice, oh, I did it again, end quote, and the feuding next to Jungle Boy showing everyone how small he truly is. Okay, so whatever that meant. Here's the deal. Let me just say my point in this, and you guys, I hear, and you guys probably are right in terms of, you know, as I heard you guys were saying during wrestling talk, these guys, AEW bound, it makes sense. You got Kyle and Irene throwing up Undisputed and all types of other shit, so who, you know. Let me just say this. Do any of you, as as we we talked earlier also in Wrestling Talk about the way ratings are right now. And I know that there's a difference, first off, between ratings and the amount of money that Tony Khan is giving out. Because bottom line, if Tony Khan's going to pay you a shitload of money, all those nobody's watching, shit, why not take it? I get that. But does it also not show that... You know, maybe going over there is maybe not going to be all that great for them either. Um, going over there, they're not going to. I mean, think about it. I, I, I don't. Since Cole has been there, I haven't seen anything. Just Bobby been there. I haven't seen anything. Ratings just keeps dropping, and they keep bringing all this top talent. Do you? Do either one of you not think that maybe Kyle or? Or Gorgano's looking at that going, fuck, I want to go. Like, I want to go right now. But I'm also seeing the writing on the wall, and this shit just doesn't look good. I probably would do better if I just keep my ass here. Do you guys not see that happening versus just going right over to AEW? Because my take is they're staying. What is you guys' point on that? Being that I heard you guys joke around the idea of them going to AEW. I'm definitely split. Uh, I, I do feel like Gargano's going to stay. And my reasons behind him staying with NXT, it may not be in-ring. I think it might be something like trainer or something. I'm just going to be real with you. The reason why I say that is because he got a new baby on the way. And I believe their home is not too far from Full Sail. I could be wrong. I don't know the exact location. But when it comes to Kyle Riley, definitely I do feel he would go to AEW. And let's not to mention the original Undisputed Era was – Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish. It wasn't until a little later that they added um, Matt. That was it. So you would have somewhat of an iteration of the Undisputed Era, just like they did with the Bullet Club in AEW. So it fits their stick. 
So I expect to see Kyle O'Reilly pop up in the next month for sure. And they're going to do something with that. And so Kyle O'Reilly can start getting kissed by the young bucks like uh, Adam Cole's been getting. So, you know, that's my take on it. I hear you. I I don't know. Uh, What's your take, Matt? I mean, I I see, I hear what you guys saying and it's like, (laughs) okay, they show up. Great. It's a pop. And then, from that point, you lose another hundred thousand viewers the next point, the next week, and before you know it, now you know we. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's good overall for their career. Well, see, money, here's, here's, see, money's one thing. I know everyone looks at everything as money, and I get it. Money rules. Money's important. I mean, you sit and offer me right now but, a million bucks, I'm gonna be like, "Where do you want me to go?" You know. But at the same time, I think. When you start to put in so many, but go ahead. Very simple. The one thing that you're ignoring is the fact that NXT's numbers aren't anywhere, you know, they're within only a couple thousand of AEW's numbers. So even if they stay at NXT, but they're a- only known still in NXT. But circles. NXT, in many ways, even though the numbers are where they at, they've always they've they're kind of been consistent within this certain range of people they haven't showed up at a million and drop all the way down to two hundred thousand. they've been where they've at and they've stayed there consistently that's what i'm saying yeah but you're taking it from a rating standpoint the realistic standpoint that they're taking is nxt doesn't want them there anymore you're saying that they don't think they want like vince want them there not, not Vince, but just overall, as the product has changed, look, dude, <laughs> look at all the new people, like we said uh, yesterday, look at all the new people that they're showing vignettes for, right? Look at all the, the they just had the four new guys go over on the four quote-unquote old guys. And one of those quote-unquote old guys with the black and gold brand was <laughs> fucking... <laughs> It's fucking L.A. Knight, who's only been there for six to eight months or whatever it was. That part. Right. (laughs) So what I'm saying is that there might not be a place for them. I think there will be a place because you got to have you got to want to have your veterans. You don't want to make the whole place green. (laughs) You want to make have some. But if you but but if that means signing them back. You got to know that they have a certain worth value now that is established. And if they don't want to pay that value for their NXT program, then that means that that means those guys have to be on SmackDown or Raw. And those guys probably don't want to do that. And it might not be in their best interest to go to SmackDown or Raw. Let's just be honest. And then we're just talking about those two guys. Champa's contract eventually is going to be coming up. Mm-hmm. So there's a good chance that he might not be around. Um, and then you brought up uh, the fact that this article said Kevin Owens. Look, they got Kevin Owens going in this, uh, you know, in this main plot line. And is that just to placate him to show, hey, if you sign with us, we'll we'll do more things like this for you. And then what's been proven to happen on a number of those is that when the guy signs back, then all of a sudden they just get buried again. So, yeah, if they go to AEW, they're going to get the pop. They're not going to get a lot of, um, you know, uh, push per se because we're seeing 
you know, Punk and, and Danielson took the fucking thunder out of anyone coming there. And the, the only one right now who has done anything recently is uh, Malachi Black. And he has even been in the dreaded Cody fucking forever circle of losing to this dude. So, again, all the things you're bringing up and everything that we've talked about in the past, I'm I'm saying when they're sitting back having this come to Jesus moment and they're thinking they have this contract in front of their face and then they got their um, their phone contacts and they're looking at uh, Cole's name and Bobby Fish name and going, what the fuck should I do here? You know, I, I when they start to really look at everything that they begin to see, I just don't know if that's where they would end up saying that's where they would want to be. Well, I see this question. Yeah. Would, would they look on their phone and see impact wrestling and want to do that? I'm maybe so, but like Matt said, there is the writing on the wall, at least for NXT, they're going in a different direction and you can't have too many of the quote unquote veterans in the locker room. I'm just being real with you. They are really fully functioning to push all of these new young, vibrant talents. And so if I'm Kyle Riley, I'm going to find whatever option I can so that way I can keep working. And if AEW is the case, then AEW is where I'm going. And they might, there might be some choices to go to Impact, but the other thing, too, is that Impact is not going to have the deep pockets that Tony Khan has. And honestly, DJ, let's face it. If you're able to go hang out with your buddies and get a fucking shit ton of pay for not doing half the work that you have to do and you're not getting told what you need to do, it's the inmates running the asylum and those fuckers are getting paid. <laughs> so, I mean, unfortunately, like your your justification is absolutely totally uh, something that you would hope especially in johnny gargano's case but then again also listen they have a house in florida that's the mainstay basis for uh you know for AEW's company anyway that's another thing a lot of these guys don't have to fucking move because they already got houses in florida so yeah it, it's it sucks um you hate to see you know, some of these talented guys go. Um, but again, the problem is, is that now we're at a point because AEW came in ring of honor is essentially gone for now. And you're not going to go most likely for the prices that they would command to MLW or to N NWA. So that leaves impact, which is a possibility, but they just signed Jonah and they, have Morrissey potentially if they're signing him back, they got to put out money for him. This is going to be tough for money. And then what AEW has effectively done is, yeah, you've given another option for guys to make money. And unfortunately what's going to happen is guys are going to have to go there because if they want to make anything near the equivalent to what they were making or could be making, then AEW might be the only place that can give them that money. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe that's Vince's plan all along. Let's put him out of business by knowing that this guy can't keep his hands off of everyone. And then 
hey, just sign them all. Sign them all, buddy. It's all good. And in three years, when your company buckles, then they'll all come running back to us. <laughs> and, it, and it's funny you say that, uh, Matt. I know you've mentioned it quite a few times. That seems to be the grand design because the only big flaw I see company-wise, okay, is he's spending way too much cash. He's spending way too much, man. And that's not he's not going to be able to main, maintain that company even with the deep pockets he has in the next three three years, guaranteed. You're sure you're going to start seeing signs to where he's going to do what the WWE is doing now, but it ain't going to be, be to prep your product for sale. Does any, it's going to be because you got to cut some shit because you spent too much. Does anybody know, have, have anything come out in terms of how much any of the AEW talent is making? Has anything ever come out? Because because uh, we've we've always talked about the fact that Tony throws money and he's you know he's but how much is he really giving them? Do we know? They look um, happy. <laughs> let's put it this way: if Scorpio Sky can sign a five-year deal, which he just did recently, they're giving good enough money because that's Scorpio Sky, and look at what they're doing with him. Jack chilling. fucking he's hit. just chilling. And mm-hmm. apparent apparently CM Punk like basically they just backed up the truck and tony's like well here like well him I take half my inheritance right yeah i believe that for him but um and and i'm sure danielson probably got this you know a decent amount close and you got to figure that if you look at uh the bucks just signed their, their extension so they're you know that they're getting decent money and that's for the Bucks. That's for a team that lost their fucking sparkle by doing AEW. You know? Yeah. You know, I, I they're they're getting paid well. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't want to make it seem like I, that that isn't the case. I was just kind of curious, you know, what it is, you know, that they a guy they like how because it just seems it's just amazing to think that he is destroying that type of money out there. Well, I mean, they're they're billionaires. They just and Dad is letting them do it. So one thing about can can I be honest with you though, I see a lot of guys like uh, Tony Khan when they go to the strip club. You know what I mean? Or just the club in general. They're willing to just pour out that money, and they can do it every day, any day. They hell, they bring us along for the ride, make us feel like we 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 part of the crew. But the problem, eventually, it will come to a head, and. It, money don't last forever. It don't. It don't last forever. And even daddy is going to be like, look, bro, the, the ends of, oh, how's the phrase go, Matt? The, the, the means don't justify the ends or something like that. I always fuck up these phrases. I don't know. The tit doesn't uh, justify the grab <laughs> of the nipple or something. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Thank you, um, <laughs> it, it might, it, it also might not be, um, it might not be in the end a money issue as well as something that is very simple. And that is where the fuck do you put all these guys? Yeah. Because everyone was bitching. Oh, Vince McMahon signed all these guys. Cause he doesn't want AEW to get them. And now when he's releasing them, because everyone goes, well, they don't use these people right anyway. Now it's, oh my God, how can they release these people? And now they're going to sign with AEW. They're going to get paid. They're going to be on TV for a few weeks. They're going to disappear. And then people are not even going to think about them. Right. So, and, and you've got to figure a guy like Kyle O'Reilly, 
is going to get potentially more from AEW to go there because it's taking away one of their guys. Okay. Number two, NXT can offer him probably only so much. So that means he'd have to go to one of the main shows. Does he want to go through that? We hear how horrifying it is working the main shows. If you're not fucking Roman Reigns or one of those top guys. But on the WWE TV, which is interesting, is that the one thing that you do find, though, is that a guy like Sheamus has been around for years. And could we honestly go, Sheamus is better than keeping a guy like Adam Cole around? No, I don't think so. But Sheamus is bigger than Adam Cole. I was about to say that. That's the only reason why. So That, that totally fits McMahon's uh, mold. Right. And so a guy like a guy like Kyle O'Reilly or a guy like Gargano or a guy like even Champa, they're going to have a hard time staying around based on that. But a guy like Cross and a guy like Keith Lee couldn't stay around, and those are guys that Vince would like because of their size. Right. So there's there's oh no rhyme or reasoning to all of this because it's all fucking new. Yeah. Well. That's settled. Guys, that is it. That is our three count. I guess we'll have to see where these um, where these. Oh, Steve just uh, texted in. Uh, he changed his mind again. It's uh, Brandon Cutler is now on oh, his Jesus. list. Mount Rushmore. <laughs> uh, oh man, he's gonna go in extra hard on oh. your ass. <laughs> he also likes uh, Nyla Rose. Uh, he thinks that she should be up there. Okay, uh, and. Uh, Oh no no no! Reba, Reba, Reba! No 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 no! Uh, Steve is a hundred percent in on Luther, and uh, <laughs> the uh, fourth person on the mountain. Oof, boy, man! I can't, I can't not disagree with this. Um, Steve uh, thinks that that last person on the list is. Um, uh, Brian Myers? My- Myers? Oh, boy. Oh. Sorry, I don't know who that is. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't mean, I mean, uh, think AEW knows who that is. Well, He's getting sh- a check. They shouldn't know oh, who okay. he is. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Thank you all. We appreciate it. Um, we're going to let you say your final thoughts. I just want to tell everyone thanks again for hanging out with us, listening to the podcast. Uh, the one thing I will ask is that, hey, if you do listen to us and you kind of enjoy the craziness we put on for you, do us a favor. Just write a review. Go to you, whatever podcast you're listening to on, and there's always a little button that says review. Just type in a few words. You don't have to type a whole lot, but we need we need reviews, and we, we would love to hear what you have to say. So please do us that favor, all right? Appreciate it. Simon Street, what do you want to tell the good people? Uh, thank you so much for supporting us and uh, tuning in. And, uh, you know, we look forward to always provide entertainment for y'all, but the shit is not cheap. And we appreciate any type of what you can give if you'd like to give so we can continue to do this. But thank you so much. Y'all have a wonderful rest of your week. And when he talks about giving, he's talking about uh, our cash app, Vegas Bad Boys. If you just go to the cash app, with the money sign Vegas bad boys feel free to donate anything that you like we use all that 
funds to help promote us through social media, which gain us more listeners. So if you'd like to participate, we appreciate it. Matt Michaels, what would you like to tell the people? It's bedtime. That is bedtime. <laughs> and the people listening to this like, no, it's not. It's 8 a.m. I'm driving to work. All right. Good enough. Thank you all. It's bedtime. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week. We hopefully have the whole crew. And we'll be back for some more entertainment, laughter, ridiculousness, crazy, and everything that goes with that. Until then, we'll see you. Take care. Peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.